In this session of Look at the Book, we're going to focus on these two verses in Proverbs 22. I love the Proverbs. Um, I think I heard the story one time that Billy Graham read a chapter a day in Proverbs, at least for one season of his life, and the reason is because it had 31 chapters, and there was one for each day, and he felt a great need for wisdom, and they proved very valuable, it seems to me, in his life, because he certainly navigated the world well with all of his notoriety, keeping his nose clean for all those decades, and that is what the Proverbs are for, right? They are wisdom drawn partly from the world and to send us back into the world with a ability to live real life in the wisest possible way, accomplishing what God's wise purposes are for us. So let's ask the Lord to help us see how to do that with these Proverbs. Father, you've, you've inspired all of Scripture, including the practical Proverbs, and I pray that we would discern here how to profit from them ourselves so that our hearts are full of pleasure in this wisdom and that they would be on our lips for the good of others as well. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge for it will be pleasant if you Keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. I have made them known to you today, even to you. Now, it would take a lot of macro observation for you to see the way this fits into the bigger picture of Proverbs. So I'm just going to tell you, because sometimes we need to do that in interpreting the Bible. We, We have to get help from others who have uh, spent the time looking at the text long enough to see the big picture, and then we can see it quickly as soon as they see it. This is like a title over the section that runs from 2217 to 2420. Now, here's here's how we know that. And and this, this whole section here, along with the next two verses, is the introduction to that section. In the next two verses, 20 and 21, it says, Have I not written to you 30 sayings of counsel and knowledge to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you? So 30 sayings. So if you read 22, 17 to 24, 22, you'll know there's more than 30 verses, but if you break them up into their thematic units, as soon as you see them talking about a different thing, draw a line, they do that for you in the NIV, then you'll count 30 sayings. So this is a group of sayings, and one of the remarkable things about it is that there is a lot of overlap between these sayings and some Egyptian sayings that have been discovered, and I want to just give you two reasons why that shouldn't um, bother us, that the Bible may be borrowing here from things that God, in his providence, enabled Egyptian wise men to see in the world. The first reason is that uh, the Proverbs are 
designed to send us to the world to learn, right? Go to the ant, O sluggard. <laughs> consider, consider her ways and be wise. And the assumption there surely is that we can learn from ants. And if we can learn from ants, how much more might we learn from Egyptians who studied ants or a hundred other things that they might have drawn correct inferences from. So that's the first reason. The second reason is seen back here in these first verses where it says, that your trust may be in the Lord, I have made these things known to you. In other words, the, the, new t- the, um, the proverb uh, wise men who gathered the proverbs and put them in the book of Scripture didn't do it willy-nilly. They did it thoughtfully, and they did it with a view to helping us trust in the covenant God. This is, this is Yahweh here. You can, you can uh, how do you spell it? Yahweh. There we go. This is the covenant God, and you can see in the all caps there that the writer of these Proverbs are uh, writing to help us trust in the covenant God of Israel, not just sharing wisdom from anywhere. He's taking over what can serve that purpose. Let's go back to these next verses for just a moment. The aim, he says here, is to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you, who sent you. So you know and you give. And so we see that this unit here seems to have a double purpose, namely to enable uh, us to know things that are right and true with a view to being sent and giving them to others. Now, confirm that back in the preceding verse 18. For it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if they are ready on your lips. So just like we saw, they're for us to know and enjoy, pleasant, and they're for us to give, to have them on our lips so that others can have them. So that's a double purpose we should always be alert to. Proverbs are given to us so that we can give them to others. Now, what I want to do for the remaining few minutes is just observe some things about that unit right there before we come back and point out that these are uh, couplets, right? These two lines go together and these two lines go together. And that's the way the Proverbs, indeed, most Hebrew poetry is written, right? lines that are grouped in couplets, and we should always be asking, okay, what can I see about the way the couplets relate here and the way the couplets relate here? Always be asking about how these couplets, these parallel lines work. So, read it. Incline your ear and hear, so ears hear, words of the wise. So, Ears hear words, right? And apply your heart. So now we've gone from the external ear into the heart. And here you're inclining your ear and you're applying your heart. Apply your heart to knowledge. 
Now, knowledge is not just words, right? Words communicate knowledge. Words have knowledge beneath them. So we're moving from ear to heart inside and words to knowledge inside. Now, keep going. Keep that in mind. Keep all that in mind. And then go to verse 18. For it will be pleasant. Let's let's change colors. It will be pleasant because that's what a heart An ear hears words, a heart delights in knowledge, right? It will be pleasant if you keep them within you. So we've got the heart, which is inside, and this pleasure is experienced inside where this knowledge has sunk in now and become a pleasure. And then he says, if all of them, if these words that have sunk in and become knowledge, if all of them are now Now he's back where? Ready on your lips. So lips corresponds to ears because they're external. And uh, pleasure inside corresponds to heart. So I would, uh, let's take another color here. I would say these two lines are like the meat of the sandwich. And these two are like the bread of the sandwich. And what is similar in the pieces of bread is that lips are external and ready to speak. And yes, the internal, external and ready to speak. And ears are external and ready to hear the words. And the middle where the real pleasure uh, happens is going on in the heart and comes from words produces pleasure in the heart, and now goes back to lips, which head out to others in love to help the same process of pleasure and insight start over again. So that's an illustration of how to keep your eyes fixed on how these parallel uh, units of thought in the Proverbs Proverbs are, are working. Now, there's lots more to see here, right here in this. So we'll come back uh, next time and look at that.